What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Rapture Radio. I'm your host, Pastor Stuart Amadon, and with me, as always, is the Pastor Brandon Neely. How are you, sir? I am well. I'm glad to be here. Yeah, I'm excited to be here, too. Today we're talking about the book of Jude. Yep. Creepers and Contenders. That's, I'm excited about this one. Yeah, it sounds interesting. Yeah, I mean, Creepers. That's, you know. Creepers going creep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good times. So... Um, I guess I'll read where we're going to be in Jude. Yeah, we're going to be in Jude, and we're going to be looking at a few verses. That's mostly what we do on Rapture Radio, is exposit the text. Mm, I like it. I like and, it. And uh, this text is about the the last times that Jesus predicted in Matthew 24, and about the great apostasy that took place before the destruction of Jerusalem in 70 AD, as Jesus predicted. Um, but uh, But leading up to that particular moment, a lot of Christians were falling away. Mm-hmm. A lot of false teaching was in the church, right. as predicted. Right. And Jude is written to the leadership of the church and to all, and to all Christians, really, to contend for the faith, because there is uh, the faith is going to be under attack. And so that's really the main point of the book of Jude. It's not a book that's often studied, but it is a book that is needed in this, in these unprecedented times. Unprecedented times. That's right. Mm, so we're just going to read a few verses, starting in verse three. Okay, so this is Jude, chapter one. Chapter one. There it is. Jude chapter verse one, three, starting in verse three. All right, here we go. You found it, beloved. Although I was very eager to write to you about our common salvation, I found it necessary to write appealing to you to contend for the faith that was once for all delivered to the saints. Amen. So there's a faith that's a body of content, a message, the gospel of Jesus Christ that had been delivered to the saints, so not the holy a, ones, to not the church. A feeling. No, this is a body of content that had been delivered by um, Jesus, by the apostles. In which you believe. Yep, they believed it. They are Christians. And he wanted to write to them about their common salvation, perhaps something more positive, something more um, broad, mm-hmm. but he heard some of the news that was taking place in the church, and so he found it necessary to write appealing to them mm. to contend, to fight, to grapple for the faith. You see, they were allowing some things to squeak by. To get in. They were being gullible. They were being naive. Mm. He needed to appeal to them to contend. and um, To fight. To fight, it, the word is literally to grapple or to wrestle, hmm. as uh, one would do in a you know Greco-Roman wrestling match. Okay, okay. They were to contend for the purpose of maintaining the truth of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for guarding that good deposit, as Paul told Timothy, or as Malachi mentioned to the priests in Malachi 1, I believe, maybe 2. Yeah. That they were to guard the truth. They were to guard knowledge. They were to be sources of true biblical information. They were to be watchmen on the wall, setting that guard up front at the the gate of the city to not allow false teaching and false teachers to creep in. And see, this goes very much against the—like, if we contend, if we fight against culture now, very often we are silenced or told, hey, hey, watch your tone. You don't need to be so— Aggressive. Well, it is, and and this is why Jude is appealing to us that we need to contend because contending is not always popular. Right. That's true. It's a lot easier to not fight. Yeah, and of course, when you do fight, you're shamed. That's right. When you fight, you're shamed by the enemy. Mm -hmm. You know how dare you? But very often, you're shamed by 
your own brothers and sisters in Christ. Mm. Just mm-hmm. as David, when he went out to face Goliath, he had to deal with Saul. Right. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah. And every other Israelite that was in the ranks. And all of his brothers saying, what are you doing up here? Right. How are you going to do this? That's exactly yeah, Go back right. and attend the sheep. You, you, this is just one of the dynamics of fighting for the faith is that you get it on both sides. Mm-hmm. That's right. And so it's not very popular. But we must contend for the faith. It is essential. Amen. Amen. Why? Because verse 4, certain people have crept in unnoticed. Creepers. Creepers. <laughs> and creeping, crept, is a great word for it. Okay. They're slithering through the tall grass. They're coming in quietly. Quietly. They're creeping in unnoticed. Now, the way They're this happens... they secret meetings. Sure, but they, the, the way it happens is that they pretend to be orthodox. They pretend to hold all the doctrines of the faith. Right. They pretend to be solid, upstanding Christians. Right, right. For a season, until they gather a particular group around them, and then they begin to secretly... Um, express their disagreements with the doctrinal statements of the church, with the leaders. They creep in unnoticed, and because people have a spirit of gullibility and naivete and childishness Mm -hmm. in ways they shouldn't be childish, Mm -hmm. it allows creepers to creep in. Mm. And Jude's saying, you got a lot of creepers who've crept in. You haven't even noticed it. It's time to contend for the faith. If you don't contend for the faith, they're going to take over the place. You haven't watched while your doctrine has already started to slip. Right, your and, faith is already, and you have people in your organization that are that are falling between the cracks, that are being led astray, and it's right. your fault because you won't say something. They didn't love their neighbor enough to contend for the faith. Oh, and so the creepers have taken out simple-minded sheep, and that's a fantastic way to put it because just love your neighbor is the retort very often placed. Why don't you just? Why aren't you just more loving? to the people who are willing to put their foot down and say, hey, this is wrong and evil, and here's what's true. Yeah, and that's a typical shame tactic. We are to contend for the faith. Amen. We are to resist the creepers. Amen. Those people who are trying to come in unnoticed should be put on blast, spotlight put on them through our teaching. Absolutely. Amen. 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 Now, what does Jude say about these creepers who've crept in unnoticed? He says in verse 4, who long ago were designated for this condemnation ungodly people who pervert the grace of our God into sensuality and deny our Master and Lord Jesus Christ. It sounds like he's dealing with sexual sin in this particular time here. Is he's that dealing with on? people who teach and preach grace, um, the grace of God, and, and they use that as an excuse to get away with licentious, lawless behavior. Mm. Whether it be sensuality or any form of, of antinomianism or denying the law of God, they but say, guys, that's legalism. we're under grace. That's legalism. That's mm. right. Why are you so nitpicking? And why are you so serious about all these different things? Mm. Why are you teaching and preaching the law of God and stressing obedience? Because Jesus said to. There, I said it. (laughs) He did. But these false teachers are using grace, the cover of grace. Right. And I'm sure that they have a very gracious temperament and personality. I'm sure that they don't come across as contending. Mm. They come across as winsome and sweet and kind, Mm. but they are making space for all manner of lawlessness and sin. Right. They must be contended against. Mm -hmm. Amen. What Jude does not say is win the person, not the argument. Um, that, in fact, n- is nowhere in the Bible. <laughs> we are it's pithy, though. Ah, it just rolls pithy. off the it tongue when right. you say that. Mm. But win we person, are literally Brandon. supposed to win the argument. Oh, dang! We are to fight with arguments. Right, right. Those are our weapons. Our the weapons are are not of this earth, but our weapons are 
reasoning from Scripture, Amen. biblical persuasion, Amen. preaching of the truth, Amen. in order that we, we might win arguments against these people who cannot be won, for they are designated for this condemnation. Designated. Oh, snap. They are ungodly people. These are false teachers. Right. These are masterminds. These are leaders of factious movements. Mm. Now, he's going to discern the difference between these creepers and the sheep who the creepers have crept on. Now, do we put these, before we get into that, mm-hmm. do we put these people in the same category as those who stir up division? You warn them once, twice, and then you, you're done with them. Almost certainly, almost always, division is led by a faction that has a central factious figure who is basing his faction on one or two teachings. Okay. That's, and, and the word heresy, for example, in Scripture means faction. It uh, means a division. Well, look at that. And there's almost always one of these creepers at the center of every faction who is teaching something um, false or teaching something at odds with mm. the church or the leadership of the church. They're not, they're not doing justice to what God says about accusations, or they're not doing justice to the gospel of Jesus Christ. They're making a, a, a molehill into a mountain in order to separate themselves, to set themselves apart in the eyes of the faction— and, okay. uh, and, and that's usually how, it, usually how it takes place. Okay. There'll okay. be some issue that is central to their faction. Mm-hmm. They will get the sheep aligned with them on that particular issue. Yeah. And then they will um, steal the hearts of those people mm. from their brothers and sisters in Christ in, in a local church. Wow, yeah. And we, you know, we've seen things like this play out. We've been pastors for sure. a decade now. Sure. We've seen these moments come up in different, different things. Mm-hmm. The most recent one that springs to mind for me is like, the drinking church controversy. Mm, the drinking church, yes. <laughs> yes, that, you know, we've had to deal with that particular issue over the years right. because we refuse to um, parrot the teetotaling line. Right. Because the Bible does not teach teetotalism. Right. The Bible teaches that wine is a gift from God, but also learn self control through right. the Spirit. Amen. So, and Amen. because we haven't teetotaled, you know, we, we haven't, li- um, you know, preached the line of no alcohol ever. Because that's tradition. We don't want people to have consciences formed by tradition. We want their conscience to be formed by the, by the laws Bible. of God in oh, the Bible. Amen. And so we've we've had to um, deal with that one every once in a while. I mean, you have different issues that pop up, right? But uh, you know, we trust God and we contend for the faith. Amen. Amen. That's right. That's right. Amen. Now, what do you think um, the evangelical church at, at large thinks about people who contend for the faith, who fight? They're just divisive, stirring up trouble. They're yeah. troublemakers. It usually depends on the direction they're fighting in, though, I would say. What do you mean? Usually if they're fighting for, I don't know, something that uh, the left would consider to be a, a good and just pursuit, a good and just fight. Like if they're fighting for oh, um, I see. equality. Okay, you know, yeah. If, they're, if they are... That's appropriate. That's um, appropriate. Blasting people who... Um, who are promoting hierarchy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. If you're blasting authorities, if you're um, uh, slandering pastors mm-hmm. that live across the nation from Problem you with based our on... country right now is these corrupt pastors who these are pastors, oppressing people. That's right. And have you recently you seen the article? On Facebook. Yeah, in that recent Vice article. Wow. <laughs> they really did a number on that evil patriarchist pastor. Vice took a break from publishing articles about teenage sex romps and moved into... Mm-hmm. A moment to critique slandering a pastor. pastors. 
and, <laughs> they and just took a sidestep. Yeah, and, <laughs> and the tons of Christians um, use that as an occasion to slander, to bully, to revile, to spew hate, to mm. spew venom, and to aim that at local churches like right. ours. Mm. And all of this is contending. It's all fighting. That's very true. And, uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with fighting. It, what happens is when you fight in a particular direction. Mm. That's when all of a sudden that's when ah, it gets weird. You're being arrogant. You're exactly ah, you're right. You're being unloving. It has to do with the target, not it, the tone. It, that's exactly true. Because if you talk about things like abortion, which three years ago was widely accepted as an easy target, target. for everybody who is e- in evangelicalism, but mm-hmm. now you must have an appropriate tone whenever you tell people to stop murdering their babies. Yeah, that's gotta, true. You have to be careful about the way you say it. Well, you gotta, There's a lot of targets well, uh, that are off limit, and you'll notice that these targets shift. They shift yep. left. Yes, they, <laughs> they absolutely do. They slide left over time. Mm-hmm. And um, anyone who remembers the old paths, who remembers... The what, old paths. Yeah, oh, Anyone dang. who remembers what the Bible actually says about these things and continues to fight in that particular area will be shunned. They will be shamed. They will be marginalized. They will be tisked by other Christians. You can't say stuff like and, that. And I don't think we should say this in, in a, any form of a pity party complaining thing. Mm. I, I'm trying to make sure right now that I'm just explaining the dynamics of it. Mm. I don't take it personally. Mm. Right? I don't have any angst or concern about it. Those people need the gospel just like I do, like everyone does. Mm. But that is the dynamics of fighting. If you fight for the faith and you fight against um, uh, unsafe targets, mm-hmm. unapproved targets, mm-hmm. you will be thought of as arrogant, contentious, divisive, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. 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 And so if you are a, a panderer, a flatterer, an audience-driven pastor, then you will not contend against uh, those unapproved targets. Right. You will contend only in those areas of approved targets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That way you build up your audience. And in fact, uh, Jude is going to expose those particular people as flatterers. Malachi exposes them as those who show partiality in teaching the law. Right. They, some, they teach some laws, but not others. Because at the end of the day, they're trying to fill their belly. Right. Their that's ego, gonna That's going to cost ambition. them their paychecks. It's going to cost them their audience. It's going to cost them their... But yeah. we are to contend. It is a command to contend for the faith once for all delivered. Amen. Without exception. We should not be ashamed of contending. We must build, and we must fight. Amen. Christians Ooh. are called to fight. Amen. 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 What a great motto, too. Oh, what From a great, a great college, New St. Andrews College. Oh, yeah. I'm really hoping my son will go there when he's uh, old enough, if we, if we don't have some substitute here in Acadiana. Oh, are you hinting at something? Well, are, you, are you vision casting right now? I'm about $3 million short of that vision. <laughs> <laughs> you heard that, guys? If you got $3 million, make it happen. Make checks payable to Christ Church Academy. For the purpose of liberal arts, Christian liberal arts education in Acadiana. In Acadiana. Which I don't think, honestly, anybody else is doing that in our area. I don't think there's any Christian colleges in our area. Mm. No, not that I'm aware of. No. Man, so we need that, don't we? In the words of Jean-Luc Picard, make it so. (laughs) (laughs) You heard it here first. All right, well, let's move on. Let's see what else Jude has in store for us. All right, okay. go. Verse 17. Hmm. But you must remember, beloved, the predictions of the apostles of our Lord Jesus Christ. They said to you, in the last time there will be scoffers following their own ungodly passions. It is these who cause divisions. You know, present tense, because Jesus was not prophesying the end of human history. Hmm. Human history is not leading toward apostasy. Mm-hmm. It's leading towards kingdom victory. 
Amen. But in this time between the old covenant and the new covenant, mm-hmm. this first century time, Jesus did predict there would be a great falling away, a great apostasy. Right. And Jude's saying it's these who cause divisions. You see, they're causing divisions. They're causing factions. That's a true biblical division. It's the other people. It's the ones who are creep, the creeping in. The creepers cause division right. by promoting unbiblical teaching. Right. Secretly, unnoticed. And it's the leaders of the church who work for unity when they fight for the faith by fighting those false teachers and those false ideas. Because unity means that you're united in something. In truth. Exactly. But in our world, you can't the be... truth is off kilter. The truth is another truth, and so when you contend against it, you're being divisive. See, right. divisive and unity, they're, they're defined by what's the standard. Mm-hmm. They're defined by what is the truth. You're being divisive by fighting. You're, yeah. you're, you're coming in and causing all these problems, you divisive person. How dare you? We just want to be uni- united together. Not in what? Just There's not a, with you. So let me let me just. But do you see the dynamic here, though, right? Uh, absolutely. It, you're only divisive. I live this dynamic. You're only divisive <laughs> if you're contending against the um, right. the spirit of the age. Right. Right. But if you're if you're accepting, if you're if you're okay with everybody having their own thoughts and everything, if you never lay down, if you kowtow to the spirit of the age, that's right. You're a unifier. You're you're the good. The guy. game is rigged, mm. and it's rigged against us. We're the Christian dupes. That's right. It is. We're the these, ones that don't see this dynamic. The ones who come in. It is these who teach false doctrine secretly that cause divisions. That's they the definition of division. Worldly faction. people, and it says that they are devoid of the spirit. Devoid of the spirit. Yeah, that's which means you're not gonna save them, <laughs> right? You can call them to repent, but there are certain people out there who are Judases and Pharaohs. They are designated for damnation. And like you said earlier, they're they're design, They're there. Yeah, it's been decided already. And you're you're not going to be able to win them. Now you have no idea who these people are. You preach the gospel. You preach repentance. Right. But when you find yourself fighting against other people and they're mm. fighting against you, don't be surprised. Right. This is just the nature of the beast. This is how it is definitely going to go. Right. There does come a point in those conversations, discussions, arguments, where you can, it seems to me, according to these texts, feel the permission to go pretty hard. You don't have to police well, as hard as... Well, well, let's let's do this. I don't have it in my notes, but since you brought it up, let's go to Jude and uh, look at a few other passages. All right, what you got? I'll show you how Jude handles this. And let's scroll down to verse. We still in Jude. Eleven. Jude. Jude, Jude yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Jude eleven. He says, "Woe to them." You know, we Wo- should be preaching big, woes. Woes to a big these biblical people. word. Yeah. Exactly. He goes on in verse 12 and he says, These are hidden reefs at your love feasts. That is, they're at your fellowship meal, they're in your community group, and they're like those reefs underground that sink ships. Your whole mm. church is being uh, is crashing into these people. Mm. They're they are putting fractious holes in the hull of your church. Mm. Mm. As they feast with you without fear. That is, they partake of the Lord's Supper. But they have no fear of God in their heart. They don't confess their sins. They continue proud, proudfully and boastfully. Mm. Shepherds feeding themselves. What they really concern themselves with is eating. They're feeding their own belly. They're not concerned with God's will or the mm. word of God. They're waterless clouds. That is, they promise you a harvest. They promise you rain. Mm. And yet there's no rain. Mm. They're like, sow a seed in my ministry and reap a harvest. But then you're like, where's my harvest at? <laughs> my harvest doesn't ever seem to come along. Mm. Swept along by winds 
tossed to and fro, of course. Fruitless trees in late autumn. They should have fruit on them, but there's no fruit on them. They're barren. Mm. Twice dead, uprooted. That means there's no fruit on them, and their root is dead, and uprooted by God, of course. Mm. Mm. Wild waves of the sea, that is, persecuting the church, crashing into the church, mm. casting up the foam of their own shame. Mm. That is, like waves crashing against the church, all they do is build up the foam on the edge, in the eddies, Mm -hmm. and that's their shame. Mm. I mean, think about all these apostate churches that let creepers take over. Right. Like uh, the PCUSA, for example. Mm. You know, how embarrassing to be a part of the PCUSA these days. It's like six people in each church led by a lesbian bishop. Right. You know, it's kind of embarrassing, really. Absolutely. Think of all the PCUSA churches in our area. Shame. It's embarrassing. Right. What they should have done many years ago is come out from among them and be ye separate. What fellowship does light have with darkness? Right. Right? If you share in their apostasies, you're going to share in their damnation, in their judgment. You have to come out from among them. He goes on and calls them wandering stars. That means they're comets. They're here today, gone tomorrow. Mm. Boom. Oh, there they go. For whom the gloom of utter darkness has been reserved forever. Stuck out there in the darkness. Here they come and there they go. Mm. Pshoom, they're not the norm. We're the norm. Amen. The church is the norm. Amen. They're not victorious. Apostasy isn't inevitable. Right. Right. If we contend. Contend. If we fight. For the faith. They're going to they're gonna slam into you a little bit, toss to and fro, water crashing, build up some foam, yeah. hissing, spitting, their reviling, their hatred. Here nope. comes their vice article, Venom. And off they go like a comet. Poof. There they go. Gone tomorrow. Mm. Ignore them. Disregard them. Or if they're in your church, contend with them. There it is. Contend with their ideas, contend with their, their uh, venom, contend with their hate and their factious spirit, mm. and, and do so for the sake of the gospel of Jesus Christ and for the sheep that they keep trying to corrupt. Amen. Yeah, and that Amen. brings us to where we're in our next verses right here. Hit me. You can see them right here in verse 20. Here's our strategy. If you're going to be a contender, this is what you better be. You, beloved, building yourself up. You better be building yourself up. Edifying yourself in your most holy faith. You better be learning the Bible. Amen. How are you going to contend for the faith if you don't know the faith? If you don't know it. (laughs) That's right. That's right. You know, you're a foodie. You're a beer connoisseur. Mm -hmm. You know, you're uh, not you, but people in general. Well. You too? Yeah. People get into stuff. They learn some stuff. They know some stuff. Right. Yeah. They know everything there is to know about their career, about their specialties, about their hobbies. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, just think of the details that they study to become a great fisherman, for example. Right. I mean, that's one of the reasons I don't really even want to get into fishing. There's just so much to learn. Right. I just don't have time to figure it all out. Right, right. Or, you know, or golf or any hobby. But what you got to be doing is building yourself up in the Word of God. Amen. You always find yourself disagreeing with your pastor or disagreeing with Bible teachers, and you've always got this or that. And, you know, maybe you need to be building yourself up a little bit. Maybe mm. you're right and they're wrong, but you'll never know if you're not learning the Word of God. If you're not getting it. If in you're there. not into it and studying it. Right. You might just be following a social conscience, not a biblical conscience. That's exactly You right. might just be following your gut that's not aligned with the Word of God. Amen. It takes time to align with the Word of God. You've got to build yourself up if you're going to be a fighter. Mm-hmm. And you need to be in prayer, praying in the Holy Spirit. That's spiritual warfare. Mm. Because a lot of this is demonic. A lot of these people are sent in by Satan. Mm-hmm. Remember, he sows uh, weeds among the wheat. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. He sends people in to take them over so that he can establish a synagogue of Satan. You know, you think of First Presbyterian in Lafayette. That's a synagogue of Satan. They have uh, once a faithful church preaching the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now they have on their very own homepage a picture of the rainbow flag. No way. Oh, yeah. Absolute apostate. 
Wow. Absolute apostate. Plenty of secularists and um, secular syncretizing Christians attend there, but they are apostate. Right. They, are, they have been taken over by those sent in, mm-hmm. ministers of Satan, sent mm-hmm. in to, to capture that particular denomination and organization. Because somebody didn't contend. Somebody didn't contend. They thought, well, you know, contending is so gauche. This rings so old fashioned. This rings for me. So this past Sunday, one of the references that we had was all the way back at the Garden of Eden. This rings for me like Adam, the serpent, the there snake, the dragon comes in, and he he had a job to work and keep, and he didn't keep it. He didn't defend it. Yeah, should have put his heel down on that serpent's head and been done. So you don't on. talk to my wife without me being present, son. <laughs> Trying to chat up my wife? What do you think this is? Get the heck out of here. We're done. Crunch. Absolutely. Well, Jesus did that. Amen. Unfortunately, Adam did not. The true and better contender. That's right. Mm. Amen. Amen. Well, you think, you know, sometimes I think we think our organizations are, uh, what's the word, when you can't catch a contagion? Immune. Yeah. Sometimes we think that our organizations have got antibodies. Mm. You know, not my church, not my uh, nonprofit organization, mm. not my board, not my school. Mm-hmm. But Jude tells us, he says this, he says, um, Now I want to remind you, although you once fully knew this, that Jesus, who saved a people out of the land of Egypt, afterward destroyed those who did not believe. You say, oh, you think your organization is immune from mm. falling away? Mm. That you don't need to contend? Well, I'll have you remember that Jesus saved an entire generation out of Egypt and then destroyed all of them in the wilderness because they didn't contend, mm. because they didn't fight those who had no faith, right? because right. they let them get control of the levers. Mm. Afterward, and listen to this in verse, uh, in verse 6, he says, And the angels who did not stay within their own position of authority, but left their proper dwelling, he has kept in internal chains until gloomy darkness, until the judgment of the great day. You think you're safe? The whole, half the angels fell mm. from a creeper. Mm. You know what I mean? You better get to fighting. Then he says, Just as Sodom and Gomorrah and the surrounding cities, which likewise indulged in sexual immorality and pursued unnatural desire, serve as an example by undergoing a punishment of eternal fire. Entire societies have fallen mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. to creepers because there was no one to contend. You know who was in the city of Sodom? There was Lot, old righteous Lot. What happened to his wife? Pillar salt. She Boom. loved this world. Mm. She looked back with great admiration and affection. Mm. For the, for the perversions of this world. She didn't seek first the kingdom of God. What, what about his daughters? Remember the whole story with his daughters? He lost his daughters big time. Mm. Sexually perverse. Oh, yeah. Yep. Yep. So Lot didn't contend. Mm. His, his family was filled with the spirit of the age. Mm. He didn't stand up for the truth. Probably sent him to government school. Right? Had him indoctrinated by the world. You know, had them completely indoctrinated by the spirit of the age. Mm. Good little sodomites they were. Behaved just like sodomites too. Mm. But Lot was a Christian. He was a righteous man. You know what? He didn't contend for the faith though. Dang. Oh, you have that's to contend. Some truth. Now he man. would have. He would of course um, received the ire of Sodom and Gomorrah and any other um, syncretized Baal worshiping quote unquote Christians. That Probably would have lost some contracts. But maybe he would have saved his family. Might have lost his job, revenue. Might have had some issues. Might Definitely. have had a bad reputation in the community. Yeah, maybe he had a, got out of that city long before he had to have the visit from the angels. Correct. Yeah, but if you think you're exempt, no. Whole entire civilizations have fallen to this. Mm. I mean, your nonprofit is certainly not um, immune to mm. Satan sending in 
ministers of Satan, Amen. to sow division. In fact, the Bible promises that he will. Amen. So you have to be on guard. You better have men inside your church that are willing to fight, and don't tiss tiss them. Mm-hmm. Right? Don't shame them. Don't make it hard on them. Mm. They're not perfect either, but they have a duty to fight and to contend for the faith. You want to pray that you have a dad who contends for the faith, a husband that contends for the faith, a pastor, pastors that contend for the faith. You want civil magistrates that contend for the faith, people that use the gifts God given them and the offices that God has given them to um, identify the creepers. Amen. You don't want to have um, Unitarian, lesbian, or Roman Catholic people on your board. Mm. They do not hold to the faith. Mm. They will um, take your organization in a direction you don't want it to go, mm-hmm. and it's unfortunate. You don't want to establish a school, a solid school, and then allow people who don't hold to that statement of faith to, be, to join the board right. and to grab hold of the reins of that school. What will happen? It will apostatize. Yep. If the creepers take over, people who serve their own bellies, who serve their own ambitions, who serve their own egos and not the kingdom of heaven— they will take over that organization, and they will move it away from Christ. Amen. Amen. Slowly but surely, that will happen. Right. But apostasy is not inevitable, inevitable if people will be faithful and contend for the faith. Amen. And while we're doing all this fighting, we can't forget this. All right, go. All right. What you got? Verse 22. Hit me. And have mercy on those who doubt. Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. Got to take it easy on the simple-minded people. Yeah. Like, they're not going to get it. No. They might even be a little concerned about the way you're handling it. Mm -hmm. That's okay. Yeah. It's not their calling. Mm. They don't see it. They don't get it. Mm. Have some mercy on them. Be patient. Be gentle. Amen. Hopefully, by God's grace and your continued persuasion of them and love for them, they might come along to see, oh, I see why you had to do this. Right. Right. I now see what you were facing. Got it. He, verse 23, he says, save others by snatching them out of the fire. Mm. To others, show mercy with fear. Now, why do you have to show mercy with fear? Because it's only by the grace of God that you haven't been duped by this particular false teaching. Right. It's right. only by the grace of God that you haven't fallen prey to feminism mm. and, the, and the hate that it stirs up inside of the hearts of many people. Mm. It's only by the grace of God you haven't been um, captured by uh, all the various isms in our world today, mm-hmm. egalitarianism, mm-hmm. Right? socialism, mm-hmm. you know, anarchism, you know, Jordan Petersonism, Ian <laughs> Randism, libertarianism, libertarianism, <laughs> the Democrat Party ism, the Republican crony capitalist party ism. Right. Right. It's only by the grace of God that you too haven't exchanged the glories of the gospel of Jesus Christ for these false isms. Amen. And so make sure when you're having mercy on these sheep to do so with fear. You you got to you got to be careful. He says have so much fear that you even hate the garment stained by the flesh. Which is a a strange expression, but it's basically like if you pull someone out of the gutter, mm-hmm. even their clothes are icky. Like, give them some new clothes. Don't even handle that nasty sewage-filled clothing. I got it. Don't have nothing to do with their false teachings and their false ideas. You need to feel about feminism, about the homosexual agenda, about uh, socialism or egalitarianism or Jordan Petersonism. Mm. You need to feel about those things, the gross hatred that you would feel from sewage or soaked clothing. Mm. Like, 
Mm-hmm. Yuck. Gross. Mm-hmm. No, Get not, not around away. me. Get all of this out of my face. I don't want nothing to do with this antinomianism or sensuality or right. uh, all of this stuff. I don't want anything to do with the isms of this world, and I don't want them in the church at all. I don't want the legalism. I don't want the antinomianism, all the various state worship and Baal worship. I, you don't want it in your church. You want to have a natural gut just, ugh. Right, right. What fellowship does light have with darkness? Contend for the faith. Amen. Come out from among them and be ye separate. Romans sixteen seventeen, he tells us, avoid them. Hmm. Right, in 1 Corinthians 6, we're not even to have meals with them. Hmm. In 2 Timothy 3, 5, turn away from such people. Hmm. Hmm. See? Amen. We want to cause reform. We want to bring about reform in places where the creepers have already taken control. Right. But we have to be careful because we can share in their judgment. Mm-hmm. Amen. You know what I mean? Right. All right. Now, as we close, are we getting ready to close? Yes, sir. We're not talking about minor issues here. No. This is a big deal stuff. Goodness sakes, it's so... It has derailed the Western church as a whole, no. slowly and surely, over We're, the last that's right. hundred years. Being Contending for the faith is not the same thing as being contentious, sectarian, Ooh. factious, right? impossible to please. Right. You know, church, the church these days, capital C, the, Cong- the Great Gathering... Okay. We're divided over all sorts of silly stuff. Mm-hmm. Like, we need to be united over almost everything. Mm. We have a lot of things to fight out there. Right. We have a lot of assaults right. that are coming after us. Mm-hmm. And yet, we disagree over the most minute of issues. Mm. You know, worship practices, the, the ordinances, baptism, and Lord's Supper. Mm. Like, we, we can't even be friends with someone if they disagree with how much water should be used. In baptism, <laughs> okay. Yeah. When the Bible never explicitly says how many gallons or liters of water should be used, right, in the ritual. I mean, we're dividing over all manner of silly stuff, uh, charismatic gifts, uh, worship techniques, right? We're those are not things we need to fight each other over, hmm. okay? Honestly, I don't even think we should be fighting. We shouldn't be fighting about masks. We shouldn't be fighting about vaccines. We shouldn't be dividing over every little thing, mm-hmm. but there are some things typically mentioned in statements of faith, mm-hmm. you know, big ticket items where we must, we must eventually draw the line and continue those things. We go to the map for those. Yeah. Yeah. I and we could, I mean, and, and we could come up with examples all day, but I think that pretty much covers the book of Jude for us. Amen. You're getting hungry, getting tired, ready for some lunch? I'm, I'm ready to tap out. Guys, thanks so much. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so much for joining us again for another episode of Rapture Radio. You can find this and our other podcasts anywhere that you find podcasts. You can go to Audible Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, check out Spotify, all over those places. You can also go to wearechristchurch.com to pick up some more information from us. Yeah, can I close this out with a Jude verse 24? Hit me. Now to him who is able to keep you... To keep you. ...from stumbling, mm. and one day, at the end of it all, to present you blameless before the presence of his glory with great joy, to the only God, our Savior, through Jesus Christ our Lord, be glory, majesty, dominion, and authority before all time, and now and forever. Amen. Amen.